You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everyone, you're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. So happy to be back and I'm joined by a room of people who I've missed. Some more than others, but you can introduce yourselves. <laughs> yeah, Biscuit, I didn't really miss you. The other guys, I miss you so much. <laughs> Kuwaza, how you doing? I'm well. How are you doing, T-Mac? I'm good. Groovy. And Dazzle, who was holding down the fort last week, you did great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Always a pleasure to be here. Glad to have you back. And Cookie Monster is en route, like a normal black person is, when something starts at a specific time. They're running late. We hope he's actually running. So, <laughs> yeah, today's topic is um huh? No, I'm just I'm just admiring how you've caught on to my, my, my very well crafted style of jokes. Right. That's brilliant. I actually feel like I need to crawl into a hole and die. My humor is anything like yours. Like, hey, the biscuit humor no, is fantastic. Don't hate. That is not a compliment. What's my new name again? Bishop. Bishop? Hey. Yes. You are very Bishop. tasty little biscuits. <laughs> okay, so today, um, with the World Cup happening, uh, I actually wanted to do an episode about sports fanaticism. That's the word, right? But um, because our producer is a totalitarian uh, dictator, he decided <laughs> that that topic is too close to home for him. So <laughs> instead, we are talking about all of our addictions, all of these things that we prioritize so much and that we realize that, wow, okay, I actually can't live, well, theoretically, can't live without this thing. So for some, it's sports. For other people, it's plain old drugs, yo. And for other people, it's <laughs> coffee. For other people, it's video games. No names mentioned. I think during the course of the episode, everyone will be doing their own confessions as to what their little thing might be. But we want to start off the episode with... <laughs> Um, a Christianese word, which we haven't done in a while. And Kowaza, you'll have to help me with this one. Christianese word of the day is idol. Not American idol, but, you know, idol. Idol. Like the golden calf. Idol. Okay. Yeah. So, how do we define an idol? Before I define it, why do I always draw the short straw? But anyway, it's fine. Because you're the theologian. <laughs> <laughs> Idols. Okay. Um, well, that's an interesting word that, um, of course, has its roots in... Old Testament times when people actually had real idols that were made out of silver, gold, and all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and they used to worship those. But now it's been uh, Christianized to mean anything that's remotely interesting and fun. Oh, uh-huh. in Roman, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. I feel yes. Like <laughs> that definition has a few holes in it, but okay. It's a bit, it's a bit patchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to a degree. Uh, but it's it's being Christianized to mean anything that could have, um, that could be uppermost in your affections more than God. I like that, yes. Yeah. Uppermost in your affections. Sounding like C.S. Lewis up in here. I like that. <laughs> hey, Cookie Monster! <laughs> Hello. So, Cookie, we were just talking about idolatry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you going to say? Because like? <laughs> it's serious business. <laughs> right. Um, I know what yours is. 
Or are you going to say that you don't worship any idols? Uh, yeah, I'm a... You're a born again believing, believing Christian. Practicing. What do you think Christian. an idol is? <laughs> what do you think an idol is? Um, I think an idol is anything that we idolize. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't say all the words in one sentence. That's genius, right? <laughs> what is idolizing? An idol is anything that I guess we... If your teacher got that answer, she'd write, see me. In the <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, well, a basic, a, a basic definition would be, uh, from a Christian point of view, mm-hmm. uh, would be anything that we exalt above God. Mm-hmm. I guess anything that takes our affections, our attention, um, to the, to the point where it then replaces, um, God in those particular areas. Okay. Yeah. So, or, or, or anything that has the propensity or mm-hmm. the capacity, the potential to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. So, but then that means you can be like a borderline, but not quite like you can love something a lot, but it doesn't mean you're idolizing that thing. Right. This is open to your bad. Thank you. <laughs> like you can love, I don't know, like girls these days who want to keep their hair natural. It's like they'll have a hair regimen and it's like they watch YouTube videos of how to take care of their hair. And it's like anything, every time you talk to her, like somehow hair will come up in the conversation. So it's just something she yeah. loves a I've lot. I've got a serious crush on natural hair though. Oh, yeah, I think natural hair is the boss. Okay, the boss. that's yeah. nice to know. At <laughs> 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 moment when you uh, scratch the weave. No, we love you all. Club. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's something that that person devotes a lot of time to learning about and talking about and doing. But does that necessarily mean that, you know, it's not become an idol? It's just something that they're really interested in. That just sounds like a passion they're to really me. Really interested in. That, I mean, that, is that an idol to just be passionate about something? Okay, because what we need to like eventually get down to is how you then identify whether you yourself are now venturing into the territory of becoming an idolater. <laughs> just mm-hmm. that word, man. It's, just, yeah. Yeah. it's so hectic. Yeah. So let's say this girl who's interested in natural hair. Uh, let's say she spends about five hours watching videos about hair a day versus spending 10 minutes in prayer a day. Is that healthy? Okay. What if she's a hairdresser? She's not a hairdresser. She's actually supposed to be at work, but she's actually watching videos instead of ah. working. <laughs> then of course, yeah. <laughs> so the, okay, so, so you said no. I'm. I just. I have a tendency to flip things on their head. So um, no pun intended <laughs> to the natural hair girl. Yes, hair today, gone tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I still laugh at my own jokes. It's okay, we're not splitting hairs about this. Oh, guys, <laughs> honestly. Oh. And you guys are saying my humor is like that. I was. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, I love being here. It's always a pleasure. So um, what I wanted to say is that um, I think the reason why there's a tendency for us to fall more easily into spending time on other things that are not God is because we understand those things more easily than we understand God. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when we're introduced to him, the way that we're introduced to him creates a perception in our minds that kind of makes you want to cringe a little bit. Like if you've been introduced to him as a, as a punisher, as somebody who's very stern, who doesn't like 
that you shave the sides of your head, that kind of thing, then if you have shaved the sides of your head, you're not going to want to spend time with the person who basically condemns that. Yeah. So it takes away the real essence of what it is to have a loving fellowship with God, which is what is so difficult for people to do because even the teaching around what that is is complicated and you think of literally going into your closet and having to talk to this guy who's not there who may just ruin your life tomorrow because you've not been praying enough because you've not studied the bible because you just feature on church at church like every now and then Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so maybe we can discuss that that you know uh last year I've actually I've mentioned this before. I was reading a book by by John, John Piper. Piper. Yes, I'm gonna say okay. it. It's called, Desi- it's called Desiring God. I don't and, read it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, and in Desiring God, he brings up a lot of very interesting things. One of the things that he brings up is the fact that, uh, in fact, the whole book is the central theme of the book is um, that we're supposed to enjoy God. And that God is most glorified when we delight ourselves in Him, right? We're most satisfied in Him. Yes, there we go. That, those are the exact words that He uses. Thanks, Kowaza. You know, and, and I think He's ready to. You listen to John Piper. You see, that's why. Yeah, me. I'm feeling left out. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so John Piper. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> there shall be no judgment. <laughs> we post John Piper on the culture every week. Mm-hmm. Why don't you log on to the culture? I am logged on. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay. So, but I think you know, for for me, and it's something I've been learning, right? And I think it's a lifelong process where we really have to learn to enjoy God and be satisfied in who God is. And I found that sometimes Christianity can become a bit of a drudgery, right? Where we we do a lot of things because we're supposed to. We do. There's lots of rules that we follow, even though we talk about being under grace and all of this. With freedom. Yeah, and freedom. But we when we sing about it and whatever. But the reality is that at the back of our heads, often there's this thing, this nagging thing that keeps kind of reminding you that hey, you've got to follow the rules, right? And and I think part of that kind of uh, draws us away from um, really enjoying who God is. In, in, in his essence as God. And so we start wanting to live according to certain rules and regulations or whatever, I'm, I'm, for, lack of, for lack of a better term. So I think that, that, that's also part, part of the challenge. And then so it becomes difficult now to follow my passion as a car lover because I'm thinking, no, but then there's nothing spiritual about loving cars and loving mm-hmm. Formula One or as a hair lover. But then how can we um, merge or incorporate our passions into, into God? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's... There's probably a better way to, to phrase that. But I'm just saying, isn't God meant to be a part of everything we are and everything we yeah. do? Yeah. You know, that does mean that if, it's, if something is not, quote-unquote, spiritual, we can't find God in that. So, yeah. Well, it's a, that's a very good question. And um, I'll share something from, from what I've found in my own experience in, in that. You know, God really loves being a part of our lives. It's something that's been... A recent revelation, and it shocked me, you know, and surprised me a little bit, um, just how much God appreciates our lives. And you know, when we're rooting for a particular team, you know, He gets involved. Uh, one of the things I've seen Sorry, is can I just read a verse <laughs> about that. Okay, it just says in Psalm 37, verse 23, "The Lord directs the steps of the godly; He delights in every detail of their lives." Ah, beautiful. That's beautiful. What version is that? New Living Translation. I like it. 
<laughs> if, you, if I said message, then what are you going to yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of NLT, but that's great. I like that one. Um, and what I found is um, God will go so far as, you know, to talk to me about things. I found that God will speak to me a lot about the things that I'm passionate about, you know. And it's, it's actually forming part of my understanding of how God speaks, is that you're most likely going to hear God about the things that you love the most than the things that you are not very interested in. Mm. Um, so, you know, sometimes God will just nudge me and, will, you know, he will just whisper some, some result, you know, like, you know this is going to happen or this guy's going to do that. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's been shocking because I'm, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot, you know, like, my president was nearly bombed off the stage <laughs> recently. You could tell me about things like that, you know what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> like... This, this, this crisis, what's going to happen with North Korea, you know, but he'll you know, he, he tell you about, like, some of the weirdest stuff, uh -huh. you know, or, like, no, they, they're not going to win, you know what I mean? And, right. it's like, and so he, he delights in talking about it and getting involved in it uh -huh. uh, in a way that, as I said, it's just been really, a, like, a recent thing that I've, you know, th that, that I've found that he does, you know, quite a lot of, um, and... That's God. A lot of, you know, when you hear people prophesy or, you know, speak the heart of God, it's, it's really God sharing secrets, you know, things that, okay, so you are enjoying this or you're thinking about that, and then he gets in there and then he speaks to them about that. Because God loves what we're passionate about. Um, so uh, the whole thing about idolatry, I guess, is that it seems like it's, and that's why I said earlier on, it's not like tongue-in-cheek, you know, like anything that's remotely exciting is, like, you know, seen as an idol. But it's almost like we have this dichotomy in which God is on one side and you've got our passions and our interests and everything that we love on the other. And there's this constant war between the two, you know. Mm -hmm. Either you're on my side, you know, or you're on the side of the world, you know. And if you've ever uh -huh. listened to some of that preaching where, you know, watching movies is, is wrong and, you know, you don't listen to secular music, don't do this, don't do that. This is all of the world, exactly. you know. You can't love these things and love God, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, there, there is that sense or that teaching or that heaviness, that legalism that can come in and make everything yeah, very mm. difficult to then understand that God can be passionate about the things that you're passionate about. I really like that. You know, um, yesterday I was watching Thor Ragnarok and what? like... You watch what? You're doing Thor what? Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, well done. What's that? Yeah. I, like, I really like okay, Thor, you know? <laughs> I, I've watched it. That was like the second time I, I was watching it. Go but, okay, yeah. we are not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. But this is what I was doing yesterday. And it kind of hit me. Um, I got this revelation about the world and how what separates the world from believers is unbelief. So the world is not like the way we've always put it, like it's this place and it's filled with all these other things, the concept of worldliness is unbelief. The fact that people rely on their own understanding, the mm -hmm. fact that people um, rely on their own strength, mm -hmm. there's no room for God or for appreciation of God. Right. And that's what worldliness is. Mm -hmm. So if I sit and I watch Thor Ragnarok, it says nothing about my spirituality as a Christian. It's a form of entertainment, yes, but what separates me from a person who's in the world is the fact that I believe that outside of the fun and effects that are in the movie Thor Ragnarok, there's a higher purpose for my life. Uh -huh. Once I stand up from that movie, I have a responsibility to the people around me to share God's love with them. Yeah. And that's the difference between someone who just does what they do 
and someone who's a believer. You can still both watch Thor, but it's about what you do when you get up from the movie seat and you're back into your life and whether you're using God as the center of your world. So, yeah. That's good. But then where does holiness come in? Because we're supposed to strive to be holy as he is holy. So I, I don't know anything about Thor. Like, I'm not smacking that. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But um, you can't just sit down and watch anything. I've watched the Avengers, any of the Avengers movies. Thor is No, don't see Thor. Thor but is a <laughs> what she was, Thanks, guys. I know who Thor is. Okay. But yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but for example, it. like, you can't sit down and watch porn and then be like, oh, well, anyway, as long as I get up from here afterwards and I share the love of Jesus. Like, there has to be a line. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, we are laughing in agreement. It's a very, that's a very it's, good it's point. It's like, yeah. <laughs> can I, can I, can I just <laughs> say something to that? Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you laughing that she said porn, guys? No, Anyway, so, <laughs> it's the P word, bro. Of which we shall not speak. It's a four-letter word. It's a four-letter word. Y'all are crazy. But, uh, I think one of the things that, uh, well, kind of guides me, right, is uh, you, you spoke about holiness. Even just the whole concept of holiness sometimes I think can become a little weird. Mm -hmm. Because when we think of holiness, we, we start thinking of like angels wearing white robes and we, and we yeah. see halos and we see all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and yet, um, holiness, the basic definition of, of holiness is uncommon that's like well, well i read that in another book yeah. right that holy holy means uncommon mm -hmm. so when it says god is holy it basically means that god is set apart from he's not like anything we've ever seen yeah. experienced you know, you know what i'm saying god is like god mm -hmm. different yeah right so there's nothing in our earthly experience that can equate to who god is yeah right um so because god is uncommon we have to learn to be like him and, and he gives us his nature. So we, we can't even be holy by our own selves because it's yeah. his nature that, that he gives us and we begin to, to learn to become as he is. Anyway, so I think when we, when we consider the whole aspect of, um, the whole subject of holiness, we also have to think about the practicality of it, right? That God, the same holy God is the one who created the universe. Mm -hmm. He created um, the human beings. He created the mind that's, uh, created all these thaws and all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So, so God is part of everything that um, that we are and that we we experience. Meaning that whole, God's holiness is not restricted to heaven or to wherever God is, right? Because what we experience today in the earth in the universe is part is an expression of His holiness. Mm -hmm. So there shouldn't be that separation. So, um, and then there's the profanity side of things, which is that I think there's there's things that we know. Uh, very clearly and very specifically that God says we should not do, mm -hmm. right? And he, he, those things are stated very clearly in his word. So when we, when we now start enjoying um, things that we know directly violate who God is and what, what his holiness is all about, then I think that that's, that's a problem. Meaning that um, it's, we should be striving for, for holiness, but also... Um, Okay, I've just lost the point, but yeah, I think you guys get what I'm trying <laughs> well, to say. I think, just to add on to what you're saying, holiness is found in wholeness, which is found in God. 
So the more time you spend with God, the holier you become, but not because you are so holy in your actions, yeah. but because you submit to someone who you know is in the position that you're striving for. Mm-hmm. And he'll already start to filter the way that your mind works and just change things. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. our biggest problem as human beings is that we can make a list of all the things that we wish that we could do, but we're failing to connect to the source that makes that possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can give you a list of all the things that I wish I was doing right now and that would make me the perfect Christian, but mm-hmm. until I'm connected to God, that inspiration isn't just going to come because I want to do good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. All right. So in connection with what you're both kind of saying, you drew a line where it's obviously like profane is, I mean, it's fairly obvious. We know <laughs> the things <laughs> that in most instances we have a feeling that, okay, where well, I'm going with this one, I should stop. Yeah, whether it's, it's porn, whether it's drugs, whether any other addictive I think by the time you things. get to porn, yeah, already, like, it's, you're not on the path, yeah, already, like. Whatever. <laughs> 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 but I think yeah, our struggle path. is more with things that are inherently either <clears throat> neutral or good, in yeah. fact. And then there's that expression that says too much of a good thing can then become, whether it's unhealthy or a bad thing or whatever. So whether it's, just to take it back to what we're talking about today, which is kind of identifying, are you now heading in that direction where something is stealing your affections from God? Right now we're watching the World Cup. Obviously, some people who aren't even soccer fans become soccer fans during the World Cup. That is me right here. So (laughs) is it okay that we will wake up say if a match was at 3 a.m you'll wake up at 3 a.m to watch this game but under normal circumstances if god nudged you in the middle of night and was like oh, come on you need to pray you'd be like oh bruh i don't know what this voice is like yeah. you totally ignore yeah. it but for a game you'll wake up yeah. so isn't that a sign that maybe you our priorities are a bit messed up even though there's nothing inherently wrong with soccer itself yeah yeah. Yeah. Look, um, that's a that's a very that's a very yeah very good question because <laughs> <laughs> you know with with uh, with idolatry as we know it now. I mean, back in the day, it was very easy to see. If you've got this thing in your house, it's an idol. Get it out. You know. Yeah. But now it's <laughs> internal. It's heart. It's choices. It's priorities. And uh one you you asked about how do we know we're going in that direction and you know it's, i think we can go down the path of that commandment the greatest of all commandments love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and looking at each and every one of those and asking yourself in the area of the mind you know uh is he first that's your thought life um if i can put heart and soul together you know in your affections is there something that is loved more than than him mm. uh strength the energy that he's giving you, uh, and the and the product of the energy, like your finance and everything, how much of that, or how much of what he wants is priority in in that area, mm. and then working from there, like yeah, you know, working from there, and then asking things like, for example, how you spend your time, yeah. you know, are you going? Do you spend as much time with God as you do doing certain things? Um, you know, the Bible says that. Um, all things are beneficial. So there are some great stuff. I mean, you yeah. talk about the good things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, all, all things are permissible, sorry, but not all things are beneficial. So it's allowed, you know, but is it benefiting you? What good is coming out of this? I think those are the kind of questions we can ask ourselves. 
to find out if we are going down that road of yeah. idolatry to say, okay, so what am I getting out of this? You know, if you, you know, if you look at your phone, for example, there's this, um, on some phones, or most phones today, you'll have well, uh, the battery usage. and It'll tell you which apps are using, you know, the most batteries, mm. or the most battery power, sorry. Um, and if you look at that, you can get an idea of where your time is being spent the most. Uh, and even right now, um, Apple has started the, the, the latest um, software is going to help people to keep tabs on how much time they're spending with their smartphones. Oh, yeah, so... Wow, I think that would be very telling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to set the time and so on how you're spending with an app because it's, it's becoming a global problem. Yeah. Um, and so those things become... But I would say, yes, all those things can help you, but... It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing because you need a relationship with God to know that you're going in certain direction. Mm -hmm. Because the Holy Spirit will then tell you or will nudge you and prompt you and say, mm, yeah, this, you're, you're doing too much of that. Mm -hmm. Or you're still doing this. Or, you know, it's a relationship thing. That's why it's so difficult to say. You can't yeah. set rules. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, I watch TV for three hours a day. Is that an idol? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's person specific. For yeah. someone else, you know, that's nothing. To someone else, it means you know you're, if you're if you're finding three hours out of the five that you have that are available to you that are free, and three of those are being used for TV, that's a problem. But someone else has got eighteen hours free and they're using three hours. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's all it's all it's person specific, and it's also and that's why it's a, it's a function of relationship for the Holy Spirit to say in this area you've gone too far. Yeah. In this area you're you're going down that road. In this area and. Also with the tests, God will test us, you know. Uh, Abraham was tested. Uh, give me that son. Mm. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is the product of a promise God made to him, yeah. you know, and something that he had believed for for 25 years. Mm. And God says, give him to me. What are you going to do then? Because, you see, at the essence of idolatry, self is on the pedestal. Yeah. That's the essence of it. Yeah. It can take different forms, and it's your family, it's TV, it's soccer, it's World Cup. But it's about what I want more than what God wants. So God wants me to pray now, no thank you. God wants my son, uh, can I have the son? Oh, no, 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 he's my son. Remember the promises you made and anyway, I love him and I'm going to protect him. Get thee behind me, God, you know. But he goes there and he says, now I see that you fear me. So God is saying, I've got a revelation of, out of what you've just done. There really is nothing in your heart that is superior to me. Yeah. So when we get tested, what are we going to do? Mm. You know, uh, and that's how I, I, I believe we can find out how, where we're at anyway, with yeah. you know, the various things that we're involved in, mm. whether it's going into idolatry or not. Yeah. Be sure you've been really quiet. <coughs> Thinking. <laughs> um, I agree, but I disagree with one aspect. Or Why? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not entirely disagree, but I, I have a variation of that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's um, necessarily a function of the, the, the Holy Spirit really alone to be letting you know. I think the Holy Spirit is, your, is, is more like your report is more like the the final report card. It's like, okay, these are the areas. It's like after you've done your diagnostic and you've gotten the sheet and it's pointing out these are the things. But the the signal, the engine light that comes on, I, I, I like to believe 
that God has already put that in all of us automatically since he created everything. And everything is indirectly pointing at him, leading to him in one way or another. I think idolatry has its fruits that just happen whether you like them or not, whether you're a believer or not. If you're going to spend every single day watching soccer from 8 through to 5, some aspect of your life is going to be affected. Yeah. And it's, it's going to bear fruit, usually bad. And those are already signals. The things of God shouldn't have bad fruits. They, they're probably going to build you up and raise you up and keep pushing you forward. So I feel like I, idolatry, um, and this is literally me thinking as I'm talking as well, is it, it's, it's designed by God in the universe to be bad and it will be evident it will just prove itself bad no matter what you do no matter what it is so god designed idolatry sorry no no <laughs> I mean, not like that but he well, designed a system like that will make that. sure that this thing is not going to help you right. if it's not me Great. it's not going to help you yeah. full stop so right. yeah that's my only caveat to <laughs> what you said okay. all right <laughs> Alright, so I think what might be useful um, for some of our listeners would be if we shared <laughs> um, some areas where we personally think as individuals that... Who's we? Sorry. Everybody is here, <laughs> except Mr. Producer, because we already know what his ad was. I'm joking. <laughs> Man, you... Okay. Um, share anything that we think that, <laughs> that in our lives has possibly grown to a place where we thought that, yo, okay, I'm spending a lot of time doing this or I'm investing too much in this to the point where you think this might be a little bit unhealthy. I mean, maybe we're not going to call it an idol because none of us here want to then call ourselves idol worshippers. But I just think <laughs> these things come in so many different forms yeah. that you may not realize that you're already on the road when you are. So something as simple as coffee. Like if you cannot be in a good mood without having a cup of coffee, I feel like that's problematic. Like it's not that it's an idol per se, but it, it's, 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 I don't think life is supposed to be like that where you can't live without a certain beverage, yeah. you know? So um, I'd say I, I can start. For me, it's definitely my phone. It is useful. Like it's a useful tool. I Do use it for... Answer it though. Anyway, that's the <laughs> worst way to get in touch with me. <laughs> Smoke signals work better than trying to call me. She's a security teacher. I don't answer. Um, <laughs> and you're a Christian. It's, it's, a t- <laughs> it's a tool that I use. It's productive when I'm using it for work. Yeah. But I find that because so much of the work happens in the social space as well, I get very easily distracted. Mm-hmm. So like this one night I was at home. I started off updating my business's Facebook page. Then that was like at 10 at night. I kid you not, I went to bed at 1 a.m. watching funny videos on Facebook. And my brother actually came, like, he just saw me laughing by myself at the couch. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no. And I was crying for the laughter. And I was like, no, it's just so funny. And he's yeah. like, I couldn't even describe. And I just went down this hole of one video after the next, after the next. Next day, I woke up really tired. And I didn't have a very productive day after that because of wasting <laughs> three hours on my phone. And usually, it's the first thing I reach for. Yes, my alarm rings and then I turn it off. But then before I read my Bible, I'm already just checking, oh, well, who at me while I was sleeping? So I know it's just 
it, it has taken a position in my life whereby when I don't have it and it's not functioning, I'm almost borderline dysfunctional. And yeah. I know it's a problem. So, yeah, I think let's just share, guys. What, what's okay. your... What, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> and, and your addiction. <laughs> okay, I'll remain anonymous. <laughs> um, but I think definitely the, the, the phone is, um, has the potential or can, can be very um, distracti- distracting. Hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, for me, it's, it's been that. I, I spend a lot of time on my phone, especially lately. And, um, he says this while looking at his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's that. But since you've already mentioned that, I'll mention something else. Uh, I love... Uh, okay. I love to... I, I like cars. I don't know. I just like cars, right? So it's just this weird thing. I like cars and I like shoes. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time online. Um, like I follow a lot of car blogs, I follow a lot of car channels and YouTube. I've got like tons of car uh, videos on my on my laptop, just because I want to understand things that are happening in the like the trends in the motor world. I want to know who's releasing what. So I'm and I'm having debates with people on all these blogs about. <laughs> so I I do that, and sometimes I do that uh, to the, to the point where it's like okay, I've spent an hour arguing with some guy in Iran about the M3 versus the AMG, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, okay, I've just wasted all this time and I could have done something else. I could have been like talking to someone about Jesus. <laughs> right, yeah. so, uh, so it's that. And then of course, like I told you, like, so sometimes I'll spend time, I actually ended up deleting my Instagram app. For me, Instagram was, it wasn't so much me posting stuff, but it was just checking things out. So I follow like sneaker news and yeah, so, so I would follow all these things. And um, so I, I recently deleted that. So, so there's multiple things, but I think has that, that, that helped contain it a bit. It, it has because I, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't really spend time on Instagram. But the car thing, yo, yeah, that one is a bit of a, of a problem. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, like I said about flipping things on their head, um, I went through a period in life where I basically just cut ties with who I am. I'm a designer. Mm-hmm. I stopped designing, <clears throat> gave away all my beats, uh, convinced myself that God doesn't want that. Yes. That's not godly. And I tried to look for something godly to do. So mm-hmm. I went and dove like head first into all week church as in, I was at church all week, and the only day I wasn't in church was a Thursday. Yeah. So I'd attend midweek services, sing and praise and worship, the whole shebang. Like, I was just in it to win it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm giving this background is that I'm going to give a, a slightly different answer and say that I feel that as human beings, we have a tendency to get legalistic. Yeah. And when you fall into that, you cut off, there's a risk of cutting off the very essence that is you. So, for example, the reason why you like comics or the reason why you like cars or shoes or whatever it is that you like is because you were made that way. Yeah. There's specific things, good things. Like, I'm, I, look, I'm not talking about, like, <laughs> crazy, like, porn kind of stuff. But, I mean... There are things about you that you like which are not necessarily spiritual. So, for example, I'm a designer. Mm. And 
for all I know, the thing that's going to call other people to God is when they see the works of my hands, when yeah. I design the pieces that I design. But the moment I start trying to get legal with it, I run the risk of then cutting myself off entirely from that and living in this constant space of, of guilt and condemnation. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the enemies like the enemies aim in everything that we do. We end up so bound and so miserable and you just go to, this is why people then dodge spending time with God because they don't want to talk to the guy who's judging them. And like, I, I say this like this because then a lot of times no one is ever going to say, I feel like God is judging me. But then the reason why you don't want to spend time with him is because you don't want to. Mm. And it's, I know yeah. somebody's like, ah, you must never. But like, it's the truth. I don't have time to wake up at three in the morning because I don't want to wake up at three in the morning to pray. It's not demonic. It's not, you know, but there comes a time when you've been spending like time and getting to know God and then deciding to love him that causes you to do these things without someone having to give you a list of things that are acceptable to mm -hmm. do for God. And I've also been listening to a series called A Better Way to Pray by Andrew Womack. And I really like the fact that um, he emphasized that when Jesus taught about prayer, he taught about what prayer was not. And he also indicated that, look, hypocrites love to pray. And they're the people who love to be seen by everybody to be prayerful or to be in prayer. The unfortunate thing about that is that that's the reward that you get. When everyone sees you and gives you a pat on the back because your life is so perfect, that's the reward you get. And you, you gain nothing in terms of the kingdom, whereas it's all about your heart. When yeah. you're doing things because your heart is inspired to do them, then you earn certain privileges from that. So my whole thing is, look, I, I want to take my attention away from the mistakes that I'm always going to make. Mm -hmm. And I want to put my attention on who God is. I want to know him more so that I don't feel like I have to cringe that I don't wake up at midnight every night like everyone else does or whatever. I want to wake up at midnight because I feel, you know, I really want to spend time with you, God. I want to fellowship with you. I don't want to ask you to have my bills paid. I don't want to ask you to make sure you don't talk about me when I'm trying to this, that, and the other. But just like, how about we put all that aside and take time to understand who is this being called God? Yeah. Because when we understand him, then it's easier for us to spend time with him. And we fellowship with him. And then he adds everything else onto us. I feel like these days, even the prayer of it, we're using it as a tool to kind of play the odds, right? Like kind of if you're not praying, then you know your life is upside down. So you've got to pray the right prayer to activate. And I have a problem with all those things because <laughs> it just gets you to a point where you're still coming back to your performance. Yeah. And we're never going to perform right. This yeah. is the thing. That's good. It's very good. <laughs> he's, <laughs> making, he's making the face, like, you know, the frown when, like... <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> yeah, just because it's just like, why did I have to go after it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real, though. Okay, um, this, this is a very interesting uh, topic and, and listening to the... The, the confessions <laughs> <laughs> and so it has actually got me thinking because um i was rattling my brain trying to think man what addictions do i have really do i have got addictions <laughs> 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 um, 
I, I think I think you guys know me, and all those who, who do know me out there know who I am by now. Um, no, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of meh about a lot of things. I'm very like uh, unmoved. I'm unmoved <laughs> about most stuff. You could try and say I love video games. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I am a gamer, mm -hmm. sure, but. The, when I said, oh man, I'm playing so many games, I'm not getting enough work done, I restricted myself to I play only once a week on Saturdays. So I can't call it an addiction. If I can and actually I get just... a witness in here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really the case? No, no, check though. You can check though. But, I will um, keep in touch. Please. Uh, one could say, because of my career, I do a lot of I do animation and stuff. Mm -hmm. I actually don't get to watch cartoons. I, I generally don't. I I don't watch them, even though that's what you think I would do. Music, same story. Most things, I'm just kind of like cruising like this. But it made me think, and I realized that um, I do have an addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or an idol. Let me actually use the word. Everybody's scared to use it. It means an idol. <laughs> idol. Um, the idol I have is my purpose. Nice. In that... The same people could say that I've been doing the same thing all my life. Since I was in grade 7, I've been doing the same thing. Sure, 100% certain, God spoke to me, said, do this. And I've been doing the same thing. Multiple forms, multiple versions, keep doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, because I know I'm meant to do it. It's what I'm all about. The strange thing is that even though it is a purpose of God, from God, given to me, my prayer life, has dipped and I can not wake up and pray. I'm cool with it. My purpose, it's very much, my company is named Christian something something. <laughs> yes, it is. It's got a very Christian name. Yeah. So all that is there, but I didn't know it. But I, I've waned from going to church. I'm apathetic about serving. I'm all those things. And, but I never err from my purpose so my own purpose has become a distraction from god and that is where i believe it becomes an idol because when you forget the person who gave you the purpose then it, it, no matter how wonderful or perfect or great it was yeah. you it's now an idol um for me uh you, you when you were speaking earlier kuas uh an example came to mind i just couldn't use it at the time but i was thinking um of of how my dad when I was way, way, way younger, used to buy me video game consoles. Used to, I mean, I'd, I'd ask for one thing a year, and that was it. I was just like, can I have a Mega Drive? Can I have a PlayStation? Can I, whatever. And I'd get it. And I think my dad enjoyed that he could provide for his son in that way. That he could give him those things. That he could get me that game that I really wanted. And I'd be so stoked and so excited and whatever. But I think my dad would have been incredibly insulted if whilst I'm playing the game, he calls me and says, Tino, I need you to do this. I'm like, no, nah, wait, I'm, I just need to finish this level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he would be incredibly touched because yeah. now the game has overridden his authority in my life. Yeah. And that's when that game would become an idol. And I think it's true of my purpose and of everything, really. The minute it overrides God's authority in your life or mm -hmm. his intent for you, it. it switches to being an idol. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's me. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep, yeah. That's now deep. I'm making the face. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool as well. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I am trying to think what an idol could be in my life, seeing as how scrupulous my life is, really. Oh. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> okay. You know, um, and just trying to think through the criteria that's been shared already, you know, for what an idol would be like. Um, I think I would like to leave the actual naming of an idol to those that know me best and say that I, I believe what has the potential to be an idol from where I stand. Because, you know, the Bible says a man's ways, all a man's ways are right in his own eyes, yeah. you know, but it is the Lord mm -hmm. who judges. So, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a very introspective guy anyway by any stretch of the imagination, so it takes me a bit of time to really think, okay, so, <laughs> you know, um, I'll say what has the potential to be an idol is my phone, definitely. Um, I was really thinking through, and I find myself sometimes where, like, I know I need to sleep because I'm tired, yeah. but I'm telling myself I just need to read one more article, I just need to read one more something on the app, I need to do this, I need to, you know, and I, and I just keep going, Twitter or, you know, and I'm just, like, my eyes are closing on their own, and I'm just like, hey, pause! <laughs> I'm the bo boss, you know? <laughs> You know, and off I go to, you know, so I th that has the potential to be that. Um, and why I'm saying potential is because I said uh, I'd rather leave the actual naming to people that know me better because, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, has there been a time where the voice of God has come and I've said no thanks? Um, in which case, in most of those instances, I would say probably my own, my own will is more... I'll say that, that that's an idol. Yes, now that I think about it, what I want, mm. yeah. I'm a pretty strong-willed guy when it comes to certain things. Like if I make a plan and I want to do something and God comes in and says, no, you can't do it. Mm. Many times I want to go ahead because I've already planned and I've already seen myself in that space and I see myself doing it and then I'm, and God says, no, you know, I find that very difficult to then say, oh yeah, okay, well, so God said no. You know, sometimes I just go ahead and do it. Mm. Um, you know, and now that I think, yeah, I think that's that's a that's a that's a problem, and I I need tissue. Like you can see his face; he's actually like, yeah, I just need tissue. A problem. I'm about to weep here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that that would be one that, that yeah comes to mind really. Yeah. Um, of course, the phone, yeah, as well. Mm. Just. I also just wanted to ask the the married people in the room. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Because the. That men are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church, mm -hmm. but is it, sometimes can't your partner, your wife, your spouse, actually become more of your focus actually than than God at times? I don't know. I'll leave it to the married people. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if we need married people to answer that. Uh, <laughs> well. I think, no, because yeah. because you know because scripture I think already uh, you know leaves us with that um, uh, possibility. You know Jesus said in Luke chapter fourteen something very difficult to you know, take on board. He said, "Whoever does not hate father and mother, wife and children, mm. you know brothers and sisters, uh, cannot be my disciple." He did not say, "You will you will try." 
you'll give it a good go, but you'll find it really hard to be my disciple. He said, you just can't. You can't be my disciple. It's impossible. Not because he says, I don't want anyone who, when you compare their love for me to the love they have for their spouse, you know, it's hatred, you know, like when you compare it. Yeah. So if you can't come, then no, I'm closing the door. But he knows what it means to be his disciple. He knows that I'm going to ask you to do things that will require you to put wife, children, brothers, sisters, father, mother in the shade yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to be ready to, you know, to do that. I think I gave an example sometime back of Lot, you know, how he had the angels in his house and then these guys, the whole city came to his door. Uh, well, he just was like, take my and then he says, you can take my daughters. Please don't touch my, <laughs> my, my guests. guests. <laughs> my guests. Yeah. And that for me was like an example. I mean, it's how, and when I used to read that before, I used to think this is the most wicked father ever. Mm. Or if I could, if I meet him in heaven, I just want to shoot him. I still think that. <clears throat> you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, of course. But, but it made me think about what Jesus said about hating your family, you know, compared to the love you have for him. Are you ready to say, okay, goodbye, kids? I'm not going to violate the, you know, the will of God, regardless of what it means. Even if an Al Qaeda guy is there and saying, renounce your faith, you know, or I'm going to kill your, your child, or whatever, and you keep on with that, and say, no, I follow Jesus. And this is what's happening. People have had their children taken. I know this story of a Chinese lady. You know, when uh, house church movement was really going in China in the 70s and 80s, there's a lady who was arrested for being a Christian. And uh, they brought her kids, uh, and they were around about five or six years old, mm. a boy and a girl. And uh, they said, if you do not renounce your faith, we're taking your kids away. And then she said, you know, uh, my kids I won't always have, but Jesus is forever, so I'm keeping Jesus. Wow. And then the officer said, did you hear that, kids? Your mom said she's chosen her precious Jesus over you. She got out of jail, tried to get in touch with her son, her son wanted nothing to do with her yeah. and did not want to hear about this Jesus who she chose. What kind of a mother are you? Mm. So that's the, that's the price she paid. And that's her living Luke 14. And, and, and you know, so when, we, when you come back to the issue of the spouse, it's, it's pretty simple. And again, here's something I'll say. I, John Piper says something along the lines of love her more by loving her less. I think that's a very powerful statement, you know. Um, mm. If you love your wife less than you love God, you are actually loving her more because the capacity to love comes, yeah, from, comes from, God. from God. And the more yeah. you love God, the more capacity you have to love your wife. But even more than that, you put people at, at risk. And, this is, and I know this is going to sound weird, but you put people at risk when you love them more than you love God because God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes we pray things like, God, take everything away that's stopping me from loving you. Yeah. And then you lose your job. Three weeks from then, <laughs> say, God, <laughs> God, why? The devil. Yeah, you know, no, you, you, you said you wanted me to take away the things that are keeping me from focusing, yeah. keeping you from focusing on me. You know, it's like the Jephthah vow, you know, the first thing that comes out of my house, God, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And then it's your daughter. You know what I mean? So we have to be very careful with, with how we deal with, with, you know, with stuff like that. If, if, you, if you love your kids too much, if you love your wife more than you love God and you're actually putting them at danger. You could actually lose them mm-hmm. because God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Even if you love your church more than you love your family. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just to add, I like the, the discipline angle and mm-hmm. definitely 
uh, mastery. Yeah, the, self-mastery. The, I guess the idols, well, everything in the world, it's in the world, it's there. It itself is not, it has no influence on you, but the influence you'll give it. So self-mastery, you can't, I don't know if you can pray out these. Well, you can I, declare that you I, can declare. I have a spirit of self-control. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. You, I don't think someone can come and just like remove the idol from your heart. I think you but have to. declarations actually work. Guys. No, okay, yeah. not declare, but like as in, it's <laughs> well, in the word that God has given That's another whole topic. That's a podcast, podcast or three. I mean, like, yeah, take what the word says and... Claim it as yours. All I'm saying is that, yeah, you just self mastery is where you get rid of these idols. Yeah. You just have to take control of the situation and let God guide you through it. But mm-hmm. not to expect anyone else to do it for you, not to expect the world to ever give you a break and reduce the amount That's of so influence true. it's giving you. Yeah. It won't ever stop. Mm, yeah. So really, it's about that discipline and that self control. If you don't try and get that, then you are doomed to be stuck with those idols mm. but you have the the, the, the power yeah. mm-hmm. to get over it mm-hmm. the power right. is here. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and um in matthew 6 verse 31 we all know matthew 6 is the one the don't worry verses um verse 31 says so don't worry about these things another version says don't be overly preoccupied with these mm. things saying what will we eat what will we drink what will we wear you can substitute that with don't worry about what is the score right now in <laughs> producer (laughs) 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 or i don't know whatever substitute with whatever you think might overly or like what's on that whatsapp group or you know Mm -hmm. don't be overly preoccupied with these things Mm -hmm. then it says in in verse 32 these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers which goes back to what sharon was saying that the world is just the only difference is unbelief between Mm -hmm. us and them um but your heavenly father already knows you have need of these things or he already knows all your needs so it's not like he's saying food is bad, what you're going to drink is bad, what you're going to wear is bad. God knows we need entertainment. He knows we need, need a break. Gucci. We need a nice car. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we need a purpose to be focused on. But yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah don't let right. it be you. Don't be over preoccupied with that thing above God. That's right. Yeah, so I think we can close it there. Thank you to all of my wonderful guests. I feel like I'm like the Oprah in here. <laughs> You've got to go. Are you? Yeah, no. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot, it's fresh, it's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.